Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. I'm not apologizing for my blackness or my success. The cleaners just left, the deposit just hit. Pay out net 60, damn near forgot about it. Keep everything yourself, I don't be loud about it. The brokest in the room ain't always the loudest. Yet 7 out of 10 don't have a thousand. I had to check myself, don't be proud about it. Like when I give back, I don't film about it. You boys acting out, not for the dramatics. I'm the sum of all my parts, it's mathematics. Where you been on the low? Thanks for asking. Truth, we was in Shibuya, sourcing fabrics. My troops sound like I'm flexing. Yeah. I just made an investment, 15, 20 times my exit. A lot of y'all got money and don't know how to spend it. 10 million liquid, you can live like a billion. From the women I'm involved with to sucker niggas, I can't even chill without somebody catching feelings. She start to love you, niggas start to hate you. You might miss your blessing being in your feelings. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul. I'm your host, CEO Hayes. And I guess right off the top, let's go ahead and, and get the business out the way. If you want to follow the podcast, make sure you follow us at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us at. If you're listening to this, Make sure you go ahead and check out our YouTube page as well. Subscribe there. We'll be dropping some exclusive content there from time to time. And plus, most of the podcast episodes are recorded on video in some way. And I like to drop those there. So if you want to see some facial reactions, some extra hilariousness, uh, make sure you check out the YouTube page as well. If you want to follow me specifically, you can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. Yeah, I think that's all the business out of the way. So in this week's episode, uh, we will be starting our who protects the protect her series um, in which we talk about talk to women about uh, feeling protected or the lack thereof of them feeling protected by black men. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to get deep. This first episode is really special um, because I think I come to some revelations on it um, that hopefully people take well. Um, I know I already know some people are going to disagree with, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it. You know, this is a platform where we love keeping that discussion open um, we love having that. So even if you tend to disagree, that's 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 good because that's where the real conversation can start. And we can keep that conversation going and uh, yeah, learn some things. I'm always open to hearing other opinions, especially when it comes to content uh, like this, where we get a little bit deeper. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really it. Make sure if you haven't already, because I know this is dropping on our usual date. Yesterday, I actually dropped a special episode with Elijah Banks, who is a dope artist in my home city of Columbus, Ohio. Well, I'm not from Columbus. I'm a transplant. I've been here for about three years, but uh, nonetheless. <laughs> um, so, yeah, make sure you check that out. We'll be doing more interviews like that. Uh, we also have some really great things planned on uh, coming up with the podcast uh, to finish this series, as well as we've got some other things coming as well. You know, I'm always working. My brain's always going. I want to thank you for all the support that we've been getting. Uh, the numbers have been crazy lately, and I just... I, that's really because of you guys. So I know 
Long Cold Open. We already had a long song to intro it. I was just feeling that song, that vibe. We're going to go ahead and get into our intro music. On the other side of that, we'll be getting into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind where we jump into the end of my Hayes segment. I'll see you guys there. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the In the Mind of Hayes segment. And on this week's edition, uh, I got two topics that I'm going to be discussing with you guys. Um, the first one is for anyone who has been kind of paying attention to Mike Bloomberg. Um, and I think I even said a couple of weeks ago how he was starting to catch my attention in a positive way. Um, and some information came out about him with um, with Stop and Frisk. And while I'm not talking about that exactly, I'll leave you guys to say how you feel about that and as it pertains to uh, Bloomberg's uh, presidential run. But I want to talk about some things that have come out about that. And so we uh, got information that in New Jersey, uh, it's actually Stop and Frisk has been very successful there, uh, also going with ticket quotas. And that's one of the things that have has always kind of bothered me is quotas. I come from I, I lived in St. Louis for a very long time to where we always knew it was the end of the month. The cops are going to be looking for their quotas. And it got ridiculous. And uh, there are several states that have actually outlawed quotas. And I believe uh, New York's one of them. I think Florida is one of them. Again, I don't know all of them off the top of my head. So forgive me. Um, and so some states have banned it, but it's still very much uh in play, there have also been some cops that have come out that have given interviews that said that there's a, a 20 in one rule. And I think those the, the cops were uh, from New York that they didn't want to be identified. And that said that 20 tickets, one arrest was the quota that everyone was looking for. Um, there are even some cops who come out and have said that they're that they do overtime looking forward and looking for. Uh, tickets and and they will put in extra hours and then they'll compare and have tallies and who got the most tickets and the the the, the conversations come up is it should quotas be banned um and that goes back into the whole protecting and serving are you prote- really protecting and serving if you're looking at hitting quotas to basically make money and that's what policing has become it's become another money maker for the government and it always has been to to a degree but when you Put it in in the light of you're putting in a official or unofficial quota system, um, and then you wonder why people feel targeted. And in this specific one that came out about New, New Jersey, they were targeting the black and Latino communities. That is a fucking problem. The fact that it's one of those things that that we all know is happening. Everyone knows it's happening, and as it pertains to stopping Frisk or anything else. Just that whole the whole system of how now policing has become. And then they and then it's we get questions when people wonder, like, why the black community feels the way they do about the police or why 
hell, the Latino community does as well. Why my minorities don't feel safe or, or feel the way that they do about the police system? And that's because it's kind of been bastardized. It, it, gone are the days where the police were, uh, and, and the police officer even said, like, he, he can save a kid's life. He could uh, help a mother across the street. Nobody cares about that. The police department doesn't care about that. It's all about who you're arresting or how many people, how many arrests, how many tickets are you giving out? Basically, what money you're generating. And for me, being in the position that I am and, and looking in that, it's just like, what can we do to fix the system, if anything? Has it gone too far? Is it is it now these we, we, we see the private military uh, all the time, but like the. the the police are, you know, at one point we were saying they were the biggest gang in the world. Now, at this point, it's like it's it's just another money generator for the government. Your that ticket that they give you, that warrant that they put on you. They don't care about the life that's attached to that sometimes, meaning if you got to go do time, even if it's only 30 days or whatever, the time you got to take off work. They care about what revenue that's generating. And I will probably at some point do more research about what how much is generated per year based off tickets like that um, or, or, or whatever, um, just so I can give some raw numbers. But this is just like, it's just, it, it sucks. And like I said, like to hear that the cops who don't want to be identified, even say that it's wrong, but they kind of have, they, they do it because they're forced to in a way. And this is, this is why I don't say, I don't hate all cops because a lot of cops do actually mean to do well regardless of how that shakes down and of course that's not going to be in the public's eye as much hell i know cops shout out to dads talking shit that are both police officers um both hosts there both franco and d um it's it, it you got to see how much of society is putting it on how much pressure is put on these cops to do certain things and i hope more come out and talk about it how do you guys feel about stop and frisk i for one i just i you know stop and frisk is and i was i was talking and doing some research on it and so with the whole stop and frisk thing the the way that at least it was explained to me is that for someone to stop and frisk you they have to have a reasonable thought a reasonable a reason to think that you would have a weapon on you and that is determined by if 10 average people were 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 crossing by and would think that that person had a gun on them, then it's reasonable for a cop to stop and frisk them. And then on top of that, if you double down, if someone's committing a crime or any other crime, is it reasonable then to think that they have a weapon on them because they were committing crimes? It, it, it's a lot of gray area with it. Stop and frisk is one of those things to where, to me, I kind of understand some sides of it, some, but as a whole, I think that it's, it's just giving people more room to be to, to abuse the power that it gives and when you give people power that way with that much gray area it, it's it's going to be abused and therefore should it be used at all um but the other thing that i have to talk about for you guys in the in the minor hay segment is this whole wendy williams thing and it all like it's it's funny that it all came around the same time with Dwayne wade um and and his daughter um and them calling her by the gender that she wants to be called, and that's she. Um, but Wendy Williams made stupid-ass comments to the transgender community, talking about men's and dresses, and I think it was built around Galentine's Day and all that. And the thing is, is are we still – why has Wendy Williams – like we're, as much as I don't believe in cancel culture, why the hell is Wendy Williams still – like, mm, she is the most – I don't know. I just don't understand the appeal of Wendy Williams, for me personally. Because Wendy Williams is – she's an idiot. And she's one of those people who she's publicized being messy. She's she's turned it into 
the, the whole messy culture type thing or messy acting type thing and turned it into a show that people just eat up and people like have supported and then you then you wonder why she she's she's reached the end like as far as like what she can do it's not much shocking things she can do anymore so don't be surprised if she accidentally attacks other communities at some point either that's just my opinion on it like it, 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 when people are at the at the point that she is you start seeing the same thing the same thing repeatedly um and that's she's going to try to shock things she's going to say offensive shit it just it it fucking happens um hopefully uh, you know, she apologized for it. I do want to make sure I mention that as well. But this, just like, to have such a great example of like Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union supporting his daughter, um, and and her, her going into the gender that she identifies as, and she, and just such a, a well-spoken person. If you guys haven't seen the video with um Dwayne Wade and her and, and talking, but. To have that and to have Wendy Williams at, at around the same time to just be a counterpoint to that, it's just, she's a fucking idiot. She's a fucking idiot. One last thing. I know I said I got two topics, but I'm ended on one last thing. Uh, so the last thing that I want to talk about is there's a video going around on social media of a mother cutting off her daughter's hair because the father got um got the daughter's hair done and got the son's haircuts too and you know going further into the story uh he said that he has to basically go to the the daycare to see his children and this shout out to uh black on legal eyes because actually was a guest on the episode of them talking about father's rights and i'm actually going to do i don't know if it's going to be a whole series but i am going to do an episode on it here as well uh just this kind of got it into me fathers all i want to say is if you're dealing with someone who makes you feel or makes it seem as if you have to do things like that or they control the kids they control when you see them go to court get your rights i know a lot of people aren't really familiar with the fact that fathers can and do have right the same rights as mothers do you can go to court and and not have to deal with the drama not have to have someone hold their kids over your head i can't say enough how important it is um for anyone who's listened to the episode of black long legal lies they knew what i had to go through with my oldest son um and you you do have rights and you do have the ability to go and seek visitation and joint custody that's something that a lot of fathers don't know is that you do have the ability to go after joint custody and then at that point if you have joint custody the courts will help you come up with a parenting plan um or they'll assign one if you guys just can't agree over which days the child will be with you which days the child will be with the mother and you don't have to deal with any of that crap anymore um and you know we we do a lot um this is the first episode of who protects the protector series and you know we talk a lot about how to support our women, and I'm going to keep doing that. But I also want to talk about how to support the men more too and, and help give resources to men who may not be aware of things like that. And like some men really do think that they are at the behest of whatever the woman decides and you don't have to go through that. So I definitely wanted to speak on that. Matter of fact, uh, we're making the month of March here Men's Motivation Month. So you'll be getting a segment each on each episode in March dedicated to help motivating men. Uh, that's going to be brought to you by Maddie Mo himself from the Maddie Pace show. Uh, well, Maddie Pace from the Maddie Mo show. I'm sorry. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. But that's it. That's all that's on uh, my mind today. Um, sorry if I got a little too uh, to the left with the with with some of the stuff there. But I definitely wanted to talk about uh, fathers and their rights as well. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a brief break and then we're going to get into um the Cookie Chronicles with the First Lady, and I'll see you guys right after that. Hey guys, it's your girl Beck Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell, and this is the, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. 
Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we live. Take that, take that. Damn. <laughs> Hey, good morning, Saints and Aints. This is the First Lady with Cookie Chronicles. Welcome back. Happy Sunday. Okay, so today's message is going to be called Just Do It. Just Do It. Okay, so I know a lot of people these days, they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to work for themselves. Shit, some of y'all even want to travel. And we always get caught up in the minor little details or people not being able to accommodate us or come with us. And you should just do it. Start small. If you want to start a business, maybe you don't have all the resources right now. But guess what? You can start your paperwork. You can come up with your name. You can write out a business plan. You can LLC or S Corp or whatever. You know, legalize your business name. You can get your trade name together. You can start your bank account. You can start working on your logos. Start small. But just start. Just do it. Don't wait until you have everything together because there's never the perfect time to have everything together and you're never always going to have everything at once in order to get it done. Same thing with traveling. I haven't traveled and been on vacation since 2015, you guys. It is 2020, okay? 2020. I have friends that I would ask if they want to go somewhere. I would put together trips. I would even put it together far enough in advance to where the people that don't have as much money can put payment plans on it up until the day of the trip. People always screaming broke. Guess what? This year, 2020, I'm not waiting on nobody no more. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go. Even if I go by myself, I'm still going to extend the invite. If you want to come, great. If you can't come at this point, I don't give a damn because I need a vacation. I need to go clear my mind. I need a mental break. I'm planning a trip right now to Jamaica. Hey, you guys want to go to Jamaica? I'm putting together a price list. I'm putting together a plan. I'm going around my birthday in June. If you can go, great. If not, I'll see you when I get back. I'm not waiting on people no more. Even with my business, you know, I'm the type of person where I want all of my friends to succeed. I want us to all come up together. I always wanted that circle of friends that we were all doing something great and we were all making money. And I try to bring them along in some of my business ventures. Cookie Chronicles, perfect example. When that first was coming about, I wanted to do it with them. They were going to be my co-hosts, but they were dragging their feet. I wanted to do photo shoots. Oh, I got to lose weight. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, how are we going to get this done? I'm like, look, let's just start somewhere. And here I am now with Cookie Chronicles by myself, which is fine. But the point is, you can't bring everybody with you. Everybody's not going to always be ready. Everything is not going to always fall into place in order for you to feel like you're going to be 100% ready. Because you're never going to be 100% ready. So just do it. Start the business. Go on vacation. Buy the car. Get the job or apply for the job. Do whatever it is that you've been waiting to do. Just do it. <laughs> and you'll find that it's so rewarding. And even if you don't succeed at whatever it is that you're doing, the fact that you started or you put your mind to it to do is just as gratifying. And you know what to do or not to do for the next time and you keep it moving. But just start it. Write down your plan. Put your ideas together. Do your research. Start saving money for whatever it is that you want to do and just do it, okay? Just do it. Okay, y'all, this week was real, real short. I got to go. But I just wanted to encourage somebody to just 
do it and just go all right all right you guys i'm gonna see you next week and i hope that you guys have checked out cookie chronicles because we're definitely selling out of a lot of oh not cookie chronicles lord jesus look at me rushing i hope you're looking at lady haven because we're selling out of a lot of things we're selling out of the graffiti bags we're selling out of the leggings and we're selling out of the three colored um the wine black and blue tracksuits i am gonna be adding some more stuff to the site towards the end of the month so you better get what you can get because i'm not going to restock anything that's on the site right now except for maybe the graffiti bags but again we're selling out check it out lady haven l-a-d-i-h-a-v-e-n.com and check us out on facebook and instagram if you have any questions i'm also running a 10 percent off special on the tracksuit until the end of the month so you have until the 29th to get 10 percent off of that and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey, niggas talking shit became my stepping stone. Niggas talking ride or die, but never roll. Hey, I do not follow even when I'm in Rome. It's my time, I stay on it like a metronome. Hey, niggas talking shit became my stepping stone. Niggas talking ride or die, but never roll. I do not follow even when I'm in Rome. It's my time, I stay on it like a metronome. When you shine this bright. Hey, you don't even see the shade. Getting so much love, I don't even feel the hate. A lot of talk behind my back, that's okay. Cause the limelight ain't as bright when I'm in the way. And I ain't come here to play, nah. Ain't my steelo, dog. Heard you got some dope lines, I got a kilo, dog. Y'all just ain't got the tools at Home Depot, dog. Your shots ain't penetrate. Go ahead Shout out to the first lady for that segment there. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything she said there. And we've kind of talked about it here uh, before, at least I have, with the fact that a lot of times we're so afraid at the prospect of failing, we don't even get started. So don't do it. Just do it. As uh, as the first lady said on that on that segment, just simply do it. Whatever you're passionate about, give it a try. If it doesn't work, then it just wasn't for you. But at least you could say you tried and you took a shot at it. And I don't want to get too motivational here. I know I do my little Pastor Hayes thing from time to time, but I I don't have much to add to that because T killed that segment. But we're getting ready to transition into our main discussion topic for this week. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a brief break. You're going to hear an ad for Black Law and Legal Lies. And the other side of that is going to be the first in the Who Protects the Protect Her series. I'll see you guys there. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast. podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I got Miss Lady M, a.k.a. Marla, in the building. What's going on? Miss Marla's fine. Miss Marla? Yeah, Miss Marla's Chocolate fine. Chocolate Thunder? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Why not? I have to charge you for that. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. I have to charge you for that. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, so I had a a spur of the moment thing that kind of took over me, and I and I had happened to text Miss Marla um about it, and I had been thinking of a way to get you on the podcast, so I figured this would be a great subject for you. Are you ready to yes. hop into this? Um, yes. Yeah. No way. I'm not ready, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the subject that I came on is going to be now part of a series called "Who Protects to Protect Her," and this one's probably going to be powerful. And I know Miss Marla is very opinionated, so. Be prepared. She may go on a rant. I'm not sure. No, I'm not ranting. I'm not ranting tonight. I, I can get a rant out of you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go. All Let's right. try it. <laughs> so I had this, this thought came over me. Seriously, all jokes aside. And it was how black women are always at war, basically. Not not like with any one party or themselves, but at war to basically prove that they can't be, de- be defeated. And mm-hmm. about getting the respect you guys deserve and fighting like on everything and all levels. And, you know, for a long time, black women are still to this day, black women are the nurturers. They're the protectors. But who protects the protectors? So Nobody. what do you think about this? Nobody? Nobody. Okay. And how does that make you Nobody feel? Nobody protects us. Um, oh, the... No, I'm not ranting tonight. I'm not no, ranting go. Tonight. This is serious. Um, it's tough because just like you said, that we're the nurturers, we're the protectors. When you know we're we're doing the best that we can, we're doing everything that we can to protect our men, our children, ourselves. But we don't we don't typically have anybody to protect us back. Mm -hmm. I mean, black men, some black men will say that they do protect black women, but they really don't. I mean, case in point, look at the last few weeks, the back and forth situation that Terry Crews and Gabrielle Union have been having on, on Twitter. I think it was even to the point that he, he went up there, tried to clean up that so-called whatever his slip of the tongue or whatever he wanted to call it and D Wade had to jump in there and be like, Can somebody just take his phone away? Because sir, you already fucked up the whole situation. <laughs> you shouldn't have just not said anything at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and the thing with whole the whole Terry Cruz thing is like I it's like one if it would have been a one off thing you kind of explain away. Maybe he didn't think about it. Maybe he was just talking about it. But it's like, I don't know. I, I feel My sorry thing for him. It's okay for him to have had the experience that he had. Yeah. No one is taking that from him. Nobody's negating that, right? But then when people came for you, nobody said that you were wrong to say what you said. They just felt that because of how you said it and when you decided to say it, it kind of contradicted everything Gabrielle Union was going through with the same company. And instead of you just taking, you know, accountability for that or, or just acknowledging that, Oh, you know what? Maybe that was kind of not the appropriate time for me to say, or maybe I shouldn't have, you know, put it in that type of context. He turns around and he goes and he puts a tweet. Oh, the only person he has to please is his wife. Then bitch, only talk about shit that concern your fucking wife. Don't talk about stuff that concern other women or other other females that you don't care about pleasing. And then the backlash kept getting bigger and bigger that he had to come back, come all the way back, threw Kevin Hart into his mess just to kind of feel like he's giving some type of an apology. Yeah, yeah. He is not someone who, I don't know, he's 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 just not that smart. That's all I can think. That's the only thing I can later. And and if you can't understand, like, even if that's not your sister, nobody's sitting there saying to lie or fabricate that it was your situation. But if you can't understand what that sister was going through in that to, yeah. and realize, you know what, let me just support her, even if it's a, a support in the way of like, I can't believe that she went through that. I feel sorry for what she went through, but it's just to con- consistently contradict and go directly against what she said and what she went through. 
kind of make it seem like no it's not possible just because i didn't go through it it's like or dude. even if you just did not comment on it at yeah. all yeah that, that's you always the thing is not, not said anything yeah it's okay you can just shut the fuck up <laughs> you just been like there's an ongoing investigation and i have no comment and keep life moving yeah yeah so i mean outside of that like we so we have that where black men don't uh typically support at least verbally um and i think there's a lot of and i could speak to even what i see with with black men is that they'll do it in publicly or in, around a group of other black men and talk about what black mm-hmm. women go through but I, I mean we won't do it publicly um we'll do it privately but like where's the public support like i don't know it's just and don't get me wrong black there's some black women who black bash black men online and on twitter and which everything i don't else agree too. with yeah yeah and, and that's i don't agree with too, that but, either and yeah. that you know shea butter twitter and you know the fake feminists because i shea don't butter twitter I did say Shea Butter Twitter. Don't come for me. Kiss my ass. But, um, you know, even the fake feminist, quote unquote feminist, like I don't subscribe to that at all. These new age feminists, because you can be pro something without bashing somebody else. I'm not a fan of bashing our black men at all whatsoever. I love black men, but, you know, y'all are just infuriating sometimes. And we just, it's just sometimes it just gets to be too much because where where is our defense like we don't get defended we have to defend each other or we have to defend ourselves and it's so it's so hard sometimes mm-hmm. out here like i get it when women are like yo i'm so frustrated because black men will not speak up for black women and so when you, when you see that and and like you said with how black women have to do it for black women and then even some of them tear each other down but like when you see specifically black men because that's what i want to kind of focus on is what as black men we can do to better support you what what are some of the things that you would like to see of course coming out verbally supporting and everything but even more than that like with i, I felt like for example the whole abortion thing that came out and i know that's not just against black women's bodies it's against all women's bodies mm-hmm. but not that many black men have spoken out against that at all they have spoken out it's been about oh she better not kill my kid or if my wife did some shit like that and all this blah 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 look if you don't have a uterus and two ovaries you cannot say shit about what i do with mine point blank period even if you did you cannot tell me what to do with mine it's my body i can choose to do whatever the fuck i want to do with my body um You know, especially with the whole Planned Parenthood conversation, a lot of people felt like um, when they started talking about shutting down Planned Parenthood and removing um, funding from Planned Parenthood, a lot of people thought Planned Parenthood is just in the ghetto. It's just in the hood. Like, that's where we go get our abortions and that's where we go get our, which abortions is a very small percentage of Planned Parenthood. It's not even a full 50 percent, ain't even close to that but um a lot of people felt like oh well you know we're gonna shut it down in the hoods and the ghettos and stuff like that and you know now y'all can't get abortions and all this other stuff and there were conversations of you know um government assistance and all that other crap and i'm like do y'all realize white people make the majority of the demographics that require these services? Mm -hmm. It's not us. We're a minority for a reason. Like we don't make up the grand demographics that require these services or whatever. But um, yeah, a lot of black men did not speak about the abortion thing at all. Cause I don't know, maybe y'all, some of y'all didn't care. I don't, I don't know. It, it, I mean, I had conversations, but with the men that I had conversations with, it was more on a 
conservative Christian, what happened now? You did that. <laughs> um, conservative Christian or something, um, that type of belief system. So they felt like, oh no, this is not what God wants you to do. So you, you can't do it. And of course, you know, my, my little eyes rolled till they couldn't roll anymore. And I just walked away from the conversation. Like I just couldn't have the conversation anymore. When you, with conversations like that, I can only imagine how frustrating it is. But do you feel like, because I can speak to like what I see is I feel like a lot of times men don't speak from a position of trying to gain understanding. They just speak from, this is what I know. This is what I think it is. Like, I don't feel like often we slow down enough to try to understand women. No. And that's because y'all emotional and confusing. No, I'm just playing. Let me not let me not do that on something that we're in power. Women are emotionally based. <laughs> I'm, look, we can keep it a buck. We are emotionally based. Mm-hmm. As much as we try not to be, that's just how our genetic makeup is. Like yeah. we, everything that we do is emotionally based, whether it's anger, love, whatever the case is. And because of that, we can be unstable creatures at times. I can say that, you know, but. I don't know if it's a fear of trying to understand women or just y'all just don't have the patience to try to understand women. But I think conversations don't happen. And I'm not just talking about conversations between a man and his woman. But, you know, talk to your mother, talk to your sisters, talk to your your friends, um, your cousins and try to gain some type of understanding on how they navigate through everyday life. I feel that. I feel that. And that's part of what I try to use my platform for. I do. I know I joke a lot, but um, when you hear like feel protected, what does that mean? What does feeling protected look like and mean to you? Protection for me is my dad, my brother, my brother-in-law, well, my brother, my brothers, um, my friends, because I hear a lot of women say that they don't feel protected by black men. And I try not to leave my protection up to the masses, I guess I'm trying to say, because in my circle, I'm very much protected. I don't have to ever worry about stepping foot out of my house and having to worry about somebody trying to disrespect me and not being able to call any one of these people and be like, yo, this will happen. They come handle it for me. Granted, I can handle myself, but um, a lot of women you know, a lot of friends of mine will say that they feel like they have no protection from black men because we'll be walking to the gas station. For example, I hate going to the gas station. It's the one place I will not go um, if I could help it. But you go to the gas station, dudes are like trying to talk to you. They're trying to, they're catcalling, whatever the case is. And other men will see this and they will, they'll see that you're uncomfortable and nobody will say anything. They'll just, just stare and just look at it it's like nothing. That is a problem. And I wonder if it's a thing where people like we've normalized it in a sense. So like even the ones who see it and, and kind of can realize you're uncomfortable, are just like, oh, well, as long as they don't touch her. So I, I don't I don't know. But that is oh, definitely- even if you get touched, they don't give a fuck. Oh, really? They'll turn the other way or they'll record. You didn't see what what's what's this little boy's name? The the boxer, the one who hemmed up his oh, baby mother yeah, yeah, yeah. down here in Miami during yeah. Super Bowl weekend. The dude that was sitting right next to her politely got his ass up and ran off the other way. <laughs> While this man hemmed up this woman, <laughs> like, granted, I get it to some degree that you don't want to get involved in situations like that particular situation is a domestic situation. And I get it because you're putting yourself in some type of danger to some degree because dudes these days, they cannot handle um, embarrassment or, or what they deem to be embarrassment. Like they can't handle somebody having an upper hand against them, whether they know you or not. So it's like, a lot of times they get re- the person who steps in trying to be a gentleman gets retaliated upon versus, you know, um, 
to help in the situation. He makes the situation work. So I get that to some degree, but at the same time, it's like, I've seen situations where women are literally being disrespected and dudes just standing around. Like we literally have to get in there and, and handle that shit ourselves from the club to wherever we are. Like we, we have to, we as women have to basically combine our own forces. Sometimes I don't even know a bitch. Like I'll be like, girl, come on, let's go. I'm gonna walk you. I'm gonna walk with you. So you don't, so you're not by yourself. Cause dudes will not like, it's, don't get me started. It's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And, and uh, no, no, and you're, and you're fine. And and that's the stuff that, that, that we need to hear. And uh, that I hope like in doing this series that people like get to hear that from a woman's, a woman's perspective, because I think often and i'm not saying this is me or i'm not trying to categorize everyone but like we do see women help each other and we think oh they're good and that's wrong like that's not right to do to just sit there and think oh well she got a girl they good like no who who has her girl who has her like no one thinks about that we have if we- i'm out i'm i'm typically alone i'm typically by myself like if i'm going to something an event whatever the case is i'm almost always by myself right mm-hmm. i'm always driving myself getting there to myself if any of my guy friends or whoever is there there is no way in hell marla is walking to a parking lot by herself marla doesn't even walk to the valet by herself (laughs) marla's car gets pulled up my boys will come inside and be like oh your car's outside like that is unheard of that's why i say my protection is more internal my inner circle base versus Mm. i'm going to expect somebody a complete stranger to look out for me you know what i'm saying because they'll see me and i'll be like oh well she's independent she can do whatever she wants that's the other thing that's the other downside of quote-unquote being strong black women is the fact that our black our male counterpart sees us as too independent so they're like oh you don't need a nigga you don't need a man you can do it by yourself bitch that don't mean i want to like <laughs> what the hell i could change the tires but you think i'm not gonna call my dad if i if my tire gets flat hey pops I, i'm a, i have real side assistance but still i can change the tire but that doesn't mean i want to change the damn tire like be a gentleman you can do it like what the hell how do how do you balance like being strong but also being vulnerable because like a lot of a lot of people look at vulnerability as weakness and it's not like vulnerability in a lot of ways or strength that's why i wanted to talk to you but like how do you so how do you balance it like how do you is it is it something you consciously have to say all right i'm I'm gonna try to be vulnerable in this moment or is it something that you find happens natural and then you're kind of like wait a second what am i doing i'm being vulnerable let me let me let me go back to the strong black woman. Like, how do you balance? Oh, that? so you heard you heard that Urban Sweet episode. So this is why you plotted on me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you plotted on me. Um, whew, Lord. Um, and Tanya's gonna be like, she hates this question. I hate this <laughs> question. Um, I don't. Vulnerability is not something that comes easily to me at all. It is not. I will I will fight that shit tooth and nail not to be vulnerable around people, especially if I don't know you. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, it is a, I, I literally have to make the decision to allow myself to um, let these walls collapse a little bit, just to allow myself to get into that space of vulnerability. Cause I don't like it. I don't like it at all. That, my strength is my armor. Literally. Do, in you a not, lot of ways. do you not like it? Because, well, a, a, clearly that's where you feel safe in. But is that something that you had to learn to feel safe in not being vulnerable? Did the world teach you that, or is this something that you think you would have had regardless? I mean, I think it's, I think it's hereditary to some degree because my mom is a very strong person. Mm-hmm. My mom is not. 
my mother, like I, I always tell people as an adult, I learned my affection from my dad because my dad is an affectionate person. Right. My mom, because she comes from a family of women, there's hardly any men in my, on my mom's side. They have had to be the strength in their family. So we, that whole being soft and vulnerable and all that, we, we don't do that on my mom's side. <laughs> we don't do that shit. Like even when we're crying, even if we cry, it's not like, we're collapse. No, it's like we're it's like strong silent tears type situation. But um, so to some degree, I think it's more hereditary than anything else. And it's just as I've gotten older and had my own experiences, it's just I've added more chink to the armor, so to say. How do you begin to let someone in that armor? Like, Man, how- don't do this to no, me. I'm serious because, like, <laughs> I think something that we need also need to talk about is like how how like feeling unprotected and having to be strong also affects your dating life and like your love life. So, how do you let people in your armor? We're not getting in my business on this show. That's the part of what we do. It's called the awakened no, soul. You got to soul some soul. We're not getting in my business though. Um, for oh, um. For my dating life, uh, it would depend on the person. Um, I'm not, so I've never been attracted to, oh, that's that's rude. I can't say it like that. Uh, <laughs> I've always been attracted to strong type of men. Mm-hmm. So um, not necessarily aggressive men, but more so assertive men. So it kind of puts me in a place of, okay, I can't pull the same crap I would put on, pull on anybody type situation like certain guys you just cannot they they force you force is such a harsh word but they literally force you to be to not like you can't you can't put up a front in front of certain guys so um some people call me on my shit I've, I've had very few men in my dating life be able to call me on my shit very few um and I don't know if that's my fault or if that's their fault but um I don't know I can't I don't know <laughs> oh god this is horrible <laughs> this is so horrible do you uh, and here, here's a chance to be reflective um do you feel like the a you're just you the fact that you don't really feel protected by anyone outside your circle typically and mm-hmm. the fact of how strong you have to be and how you feel about vulnerability has that ever do you think that that's ever pushed someone away um damn um maybe 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 possibly so Were you, they worth keeping? Probably not. But, <laughs> but yeah, I've had I've had instances where I've had a guy tell me I'm just too strong. Mm-hmm. That he's like, you're t- I can't. He's like, he can't. He can't. He couldn't do. And I get it. I understood. He's also a weakling, but still, I get it. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no, he was like. There's a lot of. There was a lot of damage in that relationship there was a lot of toxicity in that relationship and i think him telling me that was his way was his way of lashing out to me Mm -hmm. because i had reached a point where i was like okay well i just can't deal with this shit anymore and i just completely emotionally disconnected from the situation so i i think that was his way of okay well this is how i'm gonna get her and be like she's too much but he was a what (laughs) that makes sense do you think um do you think that your, I don't want to say inability, that sounds negative, but your desire. Not you just say inability. I don't yeah, take okay. offense. Your inability uh, at times to be vulnerable. Do you think that that, how does that make you feel about a man showing vulnerability to you? Do you look at a man being vulnerable to you as, oh, that, that's, a this is a weak dude? No, I don't. Okay. I actually don't. In my 20s, yes. As uh-huh. an adult, no. 
<laughs> absolutely not. If anything, I, I find it very admirable and, um, and I would probably try to learn from that. Okay. Yeah. That would probably put me more at ease than anything else. Like I remember in my younger years, like if a dude cried in front of me, I would be like, okay, sir, this is just not it. It's <laughs> just not going to work out. And I've had a dude cry in front of me. Like he boohoo cried in front of me plenty of times because he just, and I, I was a bitch back then. I'm not going to lie. I was a bitch. But, um, now I think that's a, I think that's a very, um, I'm almost envious of that to some degree because I feel like that's a freeing thing when you can trust somebody that much that you can be, that you can be that open with somebody. Mm -hmm. So I want to get there. I'm working on it. That you all in my damn business. This That's is what horrible. This is for. What did no, you expect? We not, no, no, we did not talk about getting in my business. You act like you don't listen See, to Lee Waking, so I get on everybody's business. That's what no, I do. But we're not getting in my business. Okay. I'm different. We don't get in my business. It, you know. Not on air. <laughs> <laughs> we could have talked about this in private. <laughs> <laughs> we could have discussed this in private. So what? Okay, so <laughs> to get back out of your business, I guess. Thank um, you. <laughs> Who protects the protector? What What are some of the things that you would suggest to men without bashing? Because I, I feel it brewing. I don't no, bash. I know, I'm just talking. No, to I don't. Let you me really something. don't. You really don't. I try very hard not to because I try to be objective. I try mm. to see things from both sides because I get it. Um, sometimes it's not easy. And, and sometimes you can't. Um, if you feel like you're disenfranchised and you're you're not being helped, how can you help the next person? Right. Yeah. Because black men will always tell you about their struggle in this country right the, or in this life period like they're a black man they can't walk outside they can't whatever and I think that um something I said when um I posted this on Facebook I think it was um nobody protects a black man like a black woman and I think I said that when Kanye first started losing his mind right oh that's rude I, I can't say lose his mind because he really does have mental issues but when Kanye first started acting a fool on social media and nobody knew what was going on with him mm -hmm. the first thing out of my mind was like he needs a black woman around him you know his mom is gone he doesn't have his mom he needs somebody's nana to grab him and put him up against her bosom because um while everybody wants our men they can't handle our men if that makes any sense because mm -hmm. Kim to this day, I don't think she's done anything. Kanye has turned to church at this point. Like he can't, <laughs> he has turned to God at this point. And what is Kim doing? Kim is just, oh, I support my husband, but they're supporting your husband. And there's telling your husband, hey, you need to calm the hell down. You acting a, a damn fool. What do we need to do to fix this? Yeah. And that's what black women do. We we will support you in public, but we will tear you. We will tear into your ass in private. We will tell you, "Hey, you tripping? Like you is embarrassing the family. What do we need to do to fix this?" And I don't think any other demographic of women do that for our black men. Case in point: AB. He is losing his freaking mind right now. We don't know what the hell's going on with AB, but we know there's this white woman who can't handle him, and he can't. She can't do anything to help him. He done fell off the deep end, and that's not to knock white women. Don't come for me, please. I'm just speaking from a black woman's place y'all can't you want our men but you can't handle them but then our men y'all come to us for comfort y'all come uh -huh. to us for uplifting you guys come to us for support and to raise you guys up but then once y'all are up there some of y'all shit on us like we not good enough like we weren't here like we did not sacrifice for you guys that's powerful what does that make yeah. what how does that make you feel as a black woman when you see um a black man kind of leave 
or gravitate towards other races because they can't either can't deal with black women and then they bash black women at that like i'm trying to think of an example i can't because when those fools tweet shit usually i i mute them after that point because i just hate this i hate to see a black person put down a black woman like you didn't come out of black vagina like that shit is something that will piss me the fuck. I up. guess they feel like their mom was is is a is a an exception to the rule. Some of them feel like that's what their mamas are. Some of your mamas ain't shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, um, it it's it's devastating to me okay. because we and at the core of it, we really don't care if you go and love somebody. Love who you want. That's your business. But you don't have to shit on us to go love who you want. Don't say that you can't, you you go to white women because they're more um, submissive and, you know, black women are too mouthy and they're too, that, anytime I see something like that, that, that tells me that you as a black man cannot handle a black woman. But then you get super duper upset when you see other races come and they, they adore us and they, you know, they quote unquote worship us like we're goddesses or whatever the case is. Um, look at what they did to Serena. Like black men lost their damn mind when Serena Williams married her husband. And this man adores her. Ain't now one of y'all ever treated her like that ever. Did Drake ever come out and say he adores Serena? Did Common did. Come, and I love Common. Common, Common did. Common did. But Common is very private too. So I can't knock him. But did Drake ever come out and him? Drake don't love himself. <laughs> Let's not let's not get started on this. Am I let's wrong? You didn't alone. say I was wrong. Let's though. leave let's leave Aubrey alone okay. right now. She does not love herself. We know she doesn't. <laughs> we know she doesn't. But um but yeah, everybody came for Serena. Oh, she gonna get with this white man and da da da. She shitting on black men. Y'all didn't want her. She went to who wanted her. I unfortunately can't do that. So I would pay to see you with a white man. Cause that dude, oh, you why? Cause you would get annoyed after somebody just being too damn scared of you. I could see you being like, you know what? You First ain't. Well, you, I don't you, want you to think that I'm like this pit bull walking around and just. I know you're not. I don't not. think you snap. I just know that you respect strength, and you you couldn't you couldn't do it. I can't be with a white man. <laughs> I just it's not. I've never been attracted to a white man ever in my life. I I can say one is handsome. I can say. One is cute, but I have never been attracted enough to a white man that I would want to put my lips on him or allow him to insert his penis into this great Pikachu that I have. I, I just, okay, it just this is not it. love, lust, and badass soul. <laughs> Whatever, we're here, but you got in my business. I've never been attracted to a white man, ever. I think black men are the most beautiful creatures on this earth. I love black men. Thank you, Even I when am. they don't love me back. Excuse me? Oh. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why did I agree to this? I don't know why you did either. Um, all right. So we're <laughs> getting ready to wrap up. But one thing I want to ask you is this. Um, do you think that black men are emotionally equipped to truly protect a black woman? Because physically is one thing. We can be physically strong all we want to and physically protect, but I feel like I always say that have this saying with like in relationships in general, you gotta feed someone's mental and emotional health as well. I agree. But do you think black men truly protect someone else's mental and emotional, a black woman's emotional? Because as you said, sometimes you guys can be unstable emotionally. Do you think that we are that most black men are that in your experience that black men are emotionally equipped to protect a black? Woman? No, I don't. And I think that's where the problem is. 
I think that's exactly where the problem is. I think it's because they're not emotionally equipped to handle it because I don't, I don't know. I think, I think black men have been scarred for so long with so many different things that I feel like a lot of you guys are in this space of, well, damn, now it's about me. Like I need to, I don't know. I think you guys are kind of like in a selfish, very egotistical space. So, um, and I don't think, and because they don't feel like they're doing anything wrong, they don't feel like mm-hmm. there's anything wrong because what's the first step to fixing a problem, right? Is admitting that there is one. And I don't think they feel like there is a problem. So as long as they don't want to admit that, no, I don't think, no, emotionally. Oh, definitely not emotionally. There's so many, there's so many layers to it though. Yeah, I feel like there's so many different layers to it because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we did to y'all. What did we do to y'all for y'all to treat us this way? Like, I don't get it. What do you mean? I think you're you're a black man. So speak from a black man's perspective. Not necessarily your own, because I don't think you're you're like that. But I think from other black men of your acquaintance, I think black men aren't given the space and opportunity to develop emotionally most times for most of us. I don't think that we are. I don't think that we that that comes later in life for us. And because of that, unfortunately, black women have to suffer us learning how to be emotional or even get in touch with or admit that we have emotions and unfortunately we we penalize you guys for that so like when you guys have those shitty relationships from 19 to 29 that's because usually that's the time the black men are just learning the things you guys learn emotionally as teenagers we just don't we we're so so look this this is what i want uh, this is what i'll say is when you look at even how a black man versus a black woman goes through puberty right mm-hmm. you guys are you guys are immediately thrust almost into periods which then you have to learn how you to deal with at that. the age of nine for some of us yeah, my daughter for example alana yeah. she started at nine um, first of all she did not want you to put her business out there i like put that. it on twitter Thank the day it happened because i was freaking don't out be, don't do that so don't um do that. but but so that happens to you guys and you guys immediately are thrust in this position of all right, what's happening with my body? X, Y, Z, how does this happen? Men, we may go through like our joints hurting and stuff, but when we go through our puberty, what are we doing? We're jacking the fuck off. Yeah, jacking off. You feel me? And so our, we're immediately, we train our brains then to deal with pleasure first, right? As you guys deal with pain first. Do you, do you, see, and that it, it's on a such, and people say that I'm thinking too much because I've said this before, not on the podcast. People are like, you just think about that too much. Black men yeah. through puberty deal with it through sex, jacking off, trying to get head, chasing females. So we deal with it through pleasure. And Black, that's where all your egos exactly. is located too. Black yeah, women I get it. go through pain first. And through pain mm-hmm. comes growth, right? You have to grow you have to usually unfortunately grow through pain. So with you guys going through that pain, you guys become women fat way faster than we become men. We're still boys. Basically, when we're chase, jacking off and chasing after after pussy, we're we've all we've done is is pass off Snickers and 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 sweets for pussy at that point. And because of that, we're still in very much a childlike mindset. Sure, what we're chasing now and the high that we're chasing, the endorphins that we're chasing are more mature, but we're not really maturing. We're still just chasing that same high like we did when we were getting candy drunk. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with you. And so what what we usually when men when we go through that pain growth it's usually through a woman tired of dealing with our shit or we get tired of seeing the woman that we do love hurt because of our dumb ass is not maturing and then we start maturing and, and emotionally catching up with you guys because it's still that growth comes through pain that's a fair point so i agree with you i agree so what do you what do you suggest to your 
to your brothers out here well, I think, on how to deal with black women. I think it has to we have to try to do be different with our sons. Like I said this before the other day, like I'm always affectionate with my sons. And that's because was my dad was a great man. He was one of those put some dirt on and keep moving. Like I'm very affectionate and I teach them it's okay to feel when they have their upset moments. It's not, hey, just get past it. It's all right. Why do you feel that way? Now let's work through it. Let's understand our emotions. I think that's the that's the only way that I could see it, see with it, because some people my age and older, I have a 40 year old cousin whose emotional intelligence is at a five year old level and it's just never going to change. This man has went through relationship to relationship to marriage to marriage to having daughters, having kids, X, Y, Z, and he still does not get at all. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say people are lost causes, teach. but yeah. But it, I mean, it goes back to what I said. Like, unless you acknowledge that there is a problem, then there won't be any steps taken towards the solution. And what you said is very true and it's very powerful what you said that it is okay to feel. And we don't allow our black boys, our black men, that space to be able to feel or to be able to um, express themselves if they need to, because y'all are not allowed to get emotional. Y'all are not allowed to cry. Y'all are not allowed to, um, you know, to show sorrow or anything like that. It's either you guys are angry or y'all are okay. Um, You guys, it's either one extreme or the other. You guys don't get any in between. Get in touch with y'all feminine side sometimes. It's okay. That shit took so (laughs) forever for me. And, well, let me not say forever because I had daughters early on and I cried like a baby when my daughter was born. And I, that was the moment where I was like, all right, this shit is okay. But, you know, I think men who have daughters are, I think they tap into their emotions a little bit sooner or a little bit, um, not, I wouldn't say completely, but like a little bit sooner than they'll tap into mm-hmm. their emotions. Because little girls have a way of turning some of the strongest men I've seen into like little y'all like little kittens around your daughters like and it's and it's a very amazing thing to watch and a lot of men that i know who have daughters they will say that they would not trade that ever because it's just something about having a daughter that's that's just that's just amazing and a lot of like i mean i have one friend he had twin daughters and he was like he didn't know what love was until he until he had his daughters here he was married to somebody he didn't even understand what love was being married but once he had his daughters he started to understand so i get it i know it's crazy i get it i say have a conversation communication is always key um women try not to bash men and men you know don't be bashing us back like that shit is dumb there's no reason for us to be bashing each other because at the end of the day it's the world against us there you go that's that's what it all boils down to is that it's us against the world and on the episode that I need to upload since I'm late um, of the Awakened Soul that'll be going up tonight. I actually, kind of talk about that and touch on the fact that I'm not celebrating Black History Month the same way that people that all people do because every Why? fucking month is Black History Month. We built this. Country. You fucking right. You so absolutely fucking how, right. How dare you allot us a month when we built this? Shit? The shortest at that. Yeah. So, but you gotta I listen mean, to the episode. I ain't gonna get that too much away from. No, why you can't tell me some of the some of the because you're gonna listen anyway. So, what I don't like surprises, give me a preview. Something I just did. There you go. You got all in my business. You can give me a little bit more. No, than you're that. gonna have to, no, you're gonna have to wait to opportunity where you can be all in my business. I purposely on this episode did not put a, what I've been doing with first time guests this time where they get to ask me anything. I didn't put that why? on yours because you're gonna get all in my shit, and I'm not emotionally prepared for that right now. I'm fasting, I'm, I, I have <laughs> <Wait> eaten. <laughs> Wait a minute. And I was going to ask you too. I'm like, how do I not get a question? Mm-mm. You know what? 
It's real. Our relationship I know you. is not balanced. I, you I, don't. I know no, you. You don't. you don't. You don't play. So I ain't got time for that right now in my emotional So state. you don't want me. So you can get in my business in front of all these people, but I can't get back in yours. That is 100% fact. For right now. Just right now. After I came out of early retirement for you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Hayes. <laughs> well, I know you don't like uh, the Twitter machine, but do you want to plug your social media so they can follow you? Uh, Instagram is LadyMarla417 because I changed it last week. I don't know why, but I feel like there's something coming out of that. But um, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. My Facebook is for my mom and them, so you can't follow me there. Um, and that's it. I mean, but my Twitter is LadyM417. I mean, I do have a Twitter handle. I just don't use it, mm. especially now that I'm not podcasting. Well, maybe not podcasting anymore, but <laughs> we'll see about that. I got some well, other plans what? for you. Um, but we're just gonna go ahead no, and leave that see, at see, you've been plotting on me since 2019. And I'm you know what? One thing I will say, I appreciate you letting me take the entire month of January off <laughs> to not do <laughs> anything. <laughs> Respect. I tell this nigga I need a break and he's like, all right, I'll give you January. And then as soon as February come around, February first sends me a damn text message knowing damn well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wanna sit out on this conversation. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yes, of course. When do you want to record? Got me forgetting I'm in retirement. Hey, I'm a motivator. That's all I can say. I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say after that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or at the Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Awaken Soul Pod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to send us a voicemail, the number for that is 614-547-2039. Straight off the dome. Professional ass motherfucker that you are. They don't call me CEO for nothing. Bye, man. Come on, (laughs) bye. I'm not doing this. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Hey, get your numbers up. I had to get my numbers up. Now I got it like they gave it to me. But I took it, they ain't give it to me. She really do, she really do it to me. God knew it for me. Yeah, it really fit. It's a shoe in for me. Started hooping for the Nike check. Yeah. I play tennis for the Rolex. I be in Miami, never seen a beach. Fucking up out in blue when you saw me. She was all on me, had to get her up. I just came to get these women in these fits up. I'm everywhere, I just didn't get no pics up. You was there, shit, you saw me get my shit up. Oh, oh, you heard about it. Damn, these niggas love the gossip Damn, I had to get it poppin' I ain't had no running game, I ain't had no option Now I really got it I really do, I really got it Ain't no secret to it If I did it, then I had to do it She really do, she really got it I had to do it She came through a nigga, I had to do it I really do, I really got it Ain't no secret to it If I did it, then I had to Get it. She know I got it. Fuck a critic and a cynic. Invite her.